The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome. It's another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Andrzej Salveson. Right here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, where you can listen to us live there on the website. You can also find past shows. Our podcasts are all there. And uh, we're also published on many of the most popular podcast platforms. So uh, you can subscribe to iTunes, on Spotify, several others. So Full Court Press. And uh, talking about different things going on in sports, certainly there are some things uh, with free agency that some players are are making some important decisions ahead of that free agency period as it opens. Uh, As we just heard, Kevin Durant has opted out. He had a player option to play or to to be one more year under contract with the Golden State Warriors. He has opted out of that, making him an unrestricted free agent. And Mark Gasol opting in. So he stays with the Toronto Raptors. So there's still a few more days before free agency whirlwind really gets underway because there are a lot of guys that are going to be free agents or or making themselves free agents who have those options. Uh, And with some uh, interesting movement and and discussion that's going on and with some significant trades, uh, excuse me, with significant injuries, that have happened in the playoffs, kind of affecting how other teams are reevaluating what their game plan might have been going in the offseason with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Um, and uh, Clay Thompson may also be on the move, not just Kevin Durant. So, uh, Ajay, it's, it's getting ready for crazy season. We're not there yet, but here in a few days, it's going to kick off. It's been really interesting. When we look back into February of this year, of 2019 we thought we had it all solved and you know the whole riddle was you know pieced together that Kyrie was gonna stay in Boston that you know Kawhi Leonard was gonna go to the Clippers that Durant was gonna go to the Knicks that like all this thing was planned out now we're in what we're a week from July right we're about five days four days away from free agency and nobody has one single clue what the heck is going to happen. And no. if they say they do, they are lying to you. You no. get it? They are lying. It's, with the Anthony Davis trade that changed things with the injuries to, to those significant Warriors players, that changed some things. Um, uh, now we don't know what, what Boston's going to do because it looked like Al Horford was going to be a sure thing. Now he could be on the move. Well, and then, like, what I don't get, there's two things I don't get. One... Chris Haynes is reporting that Enos Cantor is actually receiving interest from Portland, Lakers, and Boston. Why? What? Why, if you're the Lakers, why in the world would you want Enos Cantor on your team? And by the way, Cantor, I want you to know that you aren't going to start for Boston, Portland, or the Lakers. You won't start. No. Let's be clear about that. No. You, you, I mean, you cry and moan about minutes, you're going to be very upset when you get there. And find out the result. The other thing, I hate to be the jerk here. I'm going to be, though. Why is Philadelphia helping out Houston in this Jimmy Butler saga? I mean, I wish just Elton Brand, who's the most quiet governor of the NBA, just to go up to a press conference and say, Hey, Houston, go fly a kite. We ain't helping you. 
Why is Elton Brand like, hey, here's my arm. Grab onto it. Let's go for a ride. Let me help you up. Let me pick you up from the dust and the dirt that you have to wipe yourself up because a player called another player that says he has man boobs. And uh, and now the other guy's like, well, you're old and you're 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 overpaid and you're underplayed. <laughs> you know, like why? I I There's I, so I secretly kind of hope agency, you know? I secretly kind of hope that Jimmy Butler does go to Houston. Why? Because it will implode. Oh oh yeah, it absolutely. will implode, dude. That thing is gonna. I mean, that's just smoke are, right now. If you put Jimmy Butler on a Houston, that's a volcano waiting to erupt. Strong personality going up against another strong personality in Chris Paul. They thought Carmelo and, Anthony was the problem. Right, and they'll all have to settle with being spot up jumpers because it's still James Harden's team. Yeah, it's still James. And Harden he's gonna and go ISO. And by the way, Mike D'Antoni, that whole situation isn't figured out yet either. No, so he doesn't. He's he's kind of a lame duck coach. And they have no bench. If they get rid of Tucker and Gordon, they are done for. They might have three good basketball players, one great basketball player, two good ones. They're still a mess. They're still not figured out. And I still still need they finish fifth or worse in the Western Conference. Houston is in a uh, they're in a quandary. They thought they had their their secret sauce. They they thought they had it figured out. They put together their team. They felt like they were really close to knocking off the the Warriors. And then the 2018-2019 season rolls around. They they tweak their lineup a little bit. They add Carmelo Anthony. That doesn't do anything. Then they start to have some other guys get hurt. They're they're in a mess. They make some in-season trades. James Harden just puts the team on his back and does everything for them to try to keep it all together. But in the process, he got used to being the guy, the only guy, and everybody else would just benefit from his leftovers. And because he demanded such attention, they lived in a healthy uh, <laughs> existence because teams were forced to send extra guys at him, and all he had to do was... If he, if he couldn't do it himself, he'd just pop it out and somebody was wide open sitting there and uh, feeding off of his leftovers. So, uh, it, But still, it wasn't enough to uh, as they were constituted to take down the Warriors, and so that's got their whole front office and ownership in a major panic. And I, I think that this is surprising that they're in such a panic mode where they just want to blow everything up. Look, if they were a healthy team last year, through much of the regular season, they would have been placed a lot higher than they were. And who knows? It could have been a very different story that it could have been them facing the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals and with uh, a, a hurting Golden State, it could have been a very different scenario with, with Houston. So I, I'm a little amused that the Rockets are in such a panic mode trying to blow everything up here. Yeah, I. They're also trying to move Clint Capella. Yeah, the guy the Dude, year previous, you know they were like, Clint "Oh, Capella this guy is owns Rudy Gobert. He is he our guy. We're gonna give him everything." Rudy and then all of a sudden Gobert. this year, they're like, "Oh, we can't stand. He's just he's not gonna work for us." It's funny, just in one year, how quickly their opinion has turned. But they signed him to this big fat contract that other, many other teams aren't gonna be comfortable trying to take. Four years, sixty-six million dollars. Holy cow, dude! Why? Well, that that's the. Am I risk. allowed to ask that? Like that is there's a risk. so many whys to this free agency. More than I mean, there is a lot of whats, but there's a lot of whys too. Well, I think it's something that the Jazz need to be watching very closely. Yes, yeah, so they have their because, eyes open. Right there, there's a real risk 
of signing a big contract to a defensive specialist. And the, that risk is, if they can't do anything offensively, then they're a liability. And if you can't, if they can't be on the floor, when you need points, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm with you. So either Rudy needs to continue to improve his offensive game more than just put backs and alley-oops, or the Jazz need to be cautious about how much they're going to be willing to commit to him. But he has improved his offensive game. I mean, he, his points per game have gone up. He is more of an offensive weapon. Before he was only a, a defensive stopper, he has become more of an offensive solution for the Jazz. But he's he's got to continue to work on that and find ways to score around the hoop with a little jumper or a little hook shot or something. Um, or th- th- he might he might cause some problems. Not I'm not trying to say all. Uh, that the all the the world's coming to an end here with Rudy Gobert. Uh, he's a great player that the Jazz absolutely should try to keep on their roster. I'm just saying that he needs to continue to improve and find an offensive game if he wants to be worth the amount of money that the Jazz could shell out and give him when yeah. the time is due. Which they're going to have to pay up. I mean, they're going to have to pay up a lot of money. They got to figure out what's best for the team, and they got to find a way to continue to build the team but yet be smart financially. And that's a hard thing to do when you're a small market squad, you know? That's a very difficult thing to do. Now, with Houston wanting to try to make some moves, the Sixers maybe wanted to make some moves, uh, do you think the Jazz could be a player as like a third third team? Uh, that they could... Maybe they end up with a uh, PJ Tucker or, yeah, yeah, oh, or Eric Gordon? No, I, you know, I, I think it's unlikely... Um, is there a possibility? I guess. I still think it's unlikely. Look, um, Mike Conley's a great basketball player, but he handcuffed you financially too. Like he's, you're strapped pretty tight now, and you're kind of looking at, um, I wouldn't say meager options, but I mean, guys, I mean, Trevor Reese is about nine mil. Um, and I know Tucker's pretty cheap right now, but because of that, um, which is very affordable contract the rest of the way. He's a very tradable piece that another team would really like because he is cheap. Now, with that, I don't know. <laughs> I, the Jazz don't have a lot to offer Houston. That entices them enough right now. They, they don't have a, a first-round pick for next year, which is huge. Um, yeah, they don't have anybody to trade. There's nobody that they Houston would be like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're Philadelphia or Houston, whoever that they would is enticing enough right now. So I'd say no. Uh, I agree. I think if they do, the Jazz have to give up some really uh, interesting guys, and I'm not just one or two. They'll have to package several in order to make it work. Yeah, and it's it. They don't have enough. Yeah, they, just, they gave up way too much for Conley and it. Yeah. Uh, the other, just going back to earlier, one of the big hair headlines is that Kevin Durant, he's declined his $31.5 million, $31.5 million uh, player option to become an unrestricted free agent. Now, that does leave the window open that he could sign a, a nice big contract with Golden State. Um, but uh, besides the Warriors, the Knicks, the Nets, and the Clippers are believed to be considerations according to ESPN. So he could sign a four-year, $164 million deal Who's with that? another team 
or he could sign a five-year, $221 million deal if he stays with the Warriors. Who's that? Kevin Durant. Holy cow, dude. I... <laughs> and what, wow. whoever, wherever he goes, the team knows that they don't, they're basically just sending money down the toilet and not getting anything in return because of his injury. Uh, so... But uh, teams are still going to throw money at him. They're still going to offer him a max deal. Because he's coming to rant. Yeah, but, uh, dude, a torn, a ruptured Achilles is different than a torn ACL. And I don't know about him being the same player <laughs> when he gets done. Um, <clears throat> no, excuse me, when he, gets, when, he, when he recovers, rehabs, and comes back. Um, I mean, look, it, it, it's taken Gordon Hayward a long time to recover from his injury. It was gruesome. This is not as gruesome, but it's just as devastating, if not more devastating. Um, and, and that's a lot of money to put into a guy that you just don't know if, he, if he's going to be the same ever again. Speaking of injuries, the NBA has been very much aware of some of its stars getting hurt, and uh, people are sounding the alarm that the season is too long. Like, suddenly, over the last few years, the, the season has been extended. The season has been as it is for, it's been this way for a long, long, long time. But suddenly, this is an issue. Oh, well, the season's too long. So, the, accordingly, according to some reports, the NBA is uh, exploring how to maybe change the way the game is played. How the regular season's being structured. Right. Which is... Um, <laughs> Which is really interesting, and the more and, and the more crazy part to this is, I mean, so the they're talking about an eighty-two, and this has been actually for some time. This has been for since two thousand eleven or twelve, I guess, since Derrick Rose was going through all that all that injury issue. But I mean, they would shove it not, they would cram the season from eighty-two to sixty-six in in regards of games. But there's also like this in-season event that they're talking about, right, um, a mid-season cup. Yeah, what is this? Have you or a postseason play-in tournament? Where in the world? Where is that? Did you see that or what the details are on that? Um, so I, I haven't seen anything specifically about what that midseason cup would look like. How it would be f- specifically formatted? Okay, uh, there. Okay, so um, it'd be a play-in tournament in a midseason cup posed recently by Commissioner Adam Silver, but I don't know. Why? Let's see. So, the number of games in the, in the reducing regular season discussed on the conference call would range from 58 games, not 66, excuse me, ensuring every team would host each of the other 29 teams in the arena over the course uh, of a season to a marginal cut of only a handful of games. So, either way, that's a huge reduction. What in the world? Why would you do a mid-season cup? Like, what the heck are we doing? I don't, yeah, I don't get what the purpose of that is. Hey, we're the mid-season champs. All right. So, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, is that, I mean that's what the All-Star game is for. That's right. Your- well, in some, I think it would, the idea would be to replace the All-Star game with this. Why? Because it has lost its luster. People don't turn in. It's just a three-point shootout. There's no defense. And it's just a uh, slime dunk contest in the game. 
and the, what and what's the postseason playing? So if they're doing a postseason playing tournament, they'd have to be eliminating conferences then, right? Because there's no point to do a postseason playing tournament if you have conferences. Here's the problem with the reduced schedule. Primarily, the biggest reason why this is not going to work, it will not happen. Not necessarily that it wouldn't work, but the reason why it won't happen is because those are fewer games that happen in an arena where you sell tickets, where you sell concessions, where you have in-game sponsorships. And in addition to what happens at the arena, those are also games that won't be televised where you have, some of these teams have very rich cable deals and TV deals. So a reduced season is highly, highly unlikely in my mind. There's no way the owners would walk away from 20 or 25 games that they normally would have in the books. Granted, half of those would be home games. So it's maybe not that, as many as it sounds, but still, that's you're talking millions of dollars NBA owners would be walking away from in a reduced schedule. I don't see it. If, if there's a play-in postseason tournament, maybe like a, a, a something like the Major League Baseball does, like the one-game wild card, maybe uh, I could see that because it's. That's extra games, extra games in the arena, extra tickets, extra promotional opportunities, extra TV. I could see that. But reducing games, I don't see it. it there, you, People may have to live with the idea that when you go to a game, the star might not be there because he's doing quote-unquote load management. Yeah, that's another issue. But we're getting to the point now since – there has been no expansion for a long time. It doesn't appear that expansion's on the horizon. We're getting to the point now where almost every game you go to is going to have at least two stars. It's rare that both will be sitting at the same time because there's some teams you got four stars. So it's not necessarily like everything rides on that one player, I don't believe, but unless it, of course, is your favorite player and you want to see him there. But I like the what the NBA has done in this last season at, at uh, trimming back the the back to backs. I think they can do continue to do a better job of that. Um, if they really want to do a full eighty two game season, if they really want players to play in all the games, then find ways to to work with the schedule to reduce or totally eliminate back to back games, at least on the road. Because that it's a lot of travel and that's hard on the body. But this midseason cup thing too, I just I don't get how it would be formatted. Who would participate? Uh, I just I would need more information on that because I think they look at what happens in Europe, and there it's different because you have different professional leagues that kind of overlap and are going on at different times. So you can kind of cross play each other in, in that, and that's what kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, but in this case, it's like what you're gonna the the Utah Jazz going to play the the Salt Lake Stars? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't, I would need more information about what this midseason cup would even 
potentially be like because right now I, I just I don't see it yeah me neither no I'm with you I think you voiced it pretty well too hey by the way going back to the Jasmine free agency really quickly you know what could really help thinking about this you know what could really help the Utah Jazz is Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers um, I don't know. And here's why. Here's why. He is the most enigmatic guy in the league. I know. So he's so hard to why. figure out. Here's how it would help him. Do you remember three years ago? I think it was three years ago. feels like forever now. Um, when Gordon Hayward would, couldn't make up his mind if he was leaving or if he was going or couldn't write the letter or his wife had already leaked out the details for money. They wanted Daniel Gallinari. They were begging for him. And Gallinari had interest, mutual interest in the Utah Jazz. The problem was is that the Jazz couldn't make a deal or an offer because they were waiting for Gordon Hayward yep. to make up his dang mind. Strung him along, and then it was too late. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, guess who's I remember who's it well. Fourth of July, I was sitting at the Hiram uh, Parade watching my phone. I was in Salt Lake. I don't it. remember any of the floats that went by because we were and the, all the people on either side of me were, were focusing on Twitter as the news was breaking. I was in Salt Lake at the studios. We were waiting for an answer, and 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 this Gallinari guy, man, he really he actually had strong interest in Utah. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, Gallinari's the odd man out here, by the way, because Lou Williams is right now back to back sixth man of the year. Patrick Beverly's not going anywhere. Gallinari's now having to find a way to, I mean, make adjustments to where he's not the guy anymore. I think Gallinari. Would leave and come to Utah in a trade or in some kind of a deal that would benefit Utah without giving up too much? Maybe. I, I could see Gallinari playing alongside Kawhi. Uh, much, I could. Much like Pascal Siakam plays alongside Kawhi. Pascal Siakam and Gallinari are two different in regards of level of tiers. Like, Siakam. It's just barely getting to where Gallinari is and has been for a while. Yes. And I don't know if Gallinari's going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll take a back seat here. Quiet, here's a driver's seat, here's a seatbelt. Can't get you a popcorn. I mean, it's just, I mean. Really? I, I, mean, you, you I got a guy that's it, won two NBA championships for two different teams. I know. I know. You don't think he'd want to play alongside that guy? You don't think Anthony Davis? I mean, isn't it crazy Anthony Davis didn't want to play alongside Zion Williamson? Oh, uh, he wanted to. He wanted to play alongside LeBron. Did he, though? It's not so much he didn't want to play alongside Zion. Are we sure that about he that? he wanted to play with LeBron. He wanted to be in L.A. I don't know about that. I mean, in February, that's what was being talked about. It's not like this was anything that just came up in mid late June. So, uh, the next couple of days will be highly interesting to see what teams try to clear additional space to go after the the, the players that they really want in free agency. Uh, as other players make their decisions, if they want to be unrestricted free agents or they want to exercise their team options or their player options, what teams exercise their team options to lock up their own cap space and see who's available and who wants to uh, try to make a run at it. So uh, the next couple of days, the next week, I believe is going to be highly entertaining in the NBA. For the Jazz, it's got to be that mid-level exception guy. Um, it, it, it's a veteran 
um, or an up-and-comer. And, -comer. and uh, those, when we hear their names being discussed, we'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, that could be interesting. But if I were to ask you to give me a list of guys that fit that bill, I think we'd all have a hard time identifying who those guys are. But um, the, the Jazz certainly, uh, I think the reading between the lines, the guy that or guys that they're interested in need to be able to shoot and need to be willing to defend and play defense. Yeah, but the latter part more than the former. Like, Quinn Snyder is all about defense, and he, with Mike Conley and that addition to, the, I mean, the ability to be able to defend a good point guard that Mike Conley can do, um, even more so the emphasis will be on defense. Because stopping teams in the Western Conference is just non, is, is non-existent, man. No. You it's can't do it. Better. It's gotten better. It's gotten stacked. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, uh, Donovan Mitchell in the news. Oh, my gosh. This is such a good article. Uh, oh, for I'm so in love with it. Two really interesting things that uh, he's involved with, uh, writing and acting. And shoe business. And, right, and shoes and webs. Uh, we'll discuss that. <laughs> Plus, the debut of the Full Court Press movie quiz. Sports movie quiz. We'll see if Ajay can guess. Your acting skills better be good. We'll see if Ajay can guess the sports movie Don't you dare get that uh, me. I have selected today, and we welcome you to uh, participate as well. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hello. Monsieur Spadeux? Uh, yeah, I am, yeah. Where's my suit? Where's my suit? Spider Mitchell. Take that. Yeah. Ugh. You're, uh, wearing my suit, mate. Can I just have 10 more minutes? Uh. Bonjour. Can you guys keep it down? Hey, Mysterio. Donovan, huge fan. Nice suit. Ah, that's great. That's Donovan Mitchell, crossover commercial with Tom Holland. He's a British accent that you hear there. Uh, hey, mate, can I have my suit back? <laughs> and then Donovan Mitchell appears, and then it's, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot that actor's name. Tom Holland. No, 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 the other one. It's Mysterio guy. Ray Mysterio? No, no. no. <laughs> Not Ray Mysterio. I love that dude. This guy. Nice suit. Hey, Mysterio. Donovan, huge fan. Nice suit. Ah, I have to look it up. That's not Tom Holland? No, Tom Holland's a British guy. He's, he's Spider-Man. I don't know who you're talking about. I've seen it a couple times, and it's cool, though. It's cool. It's a, it's a crossover promotion. It promotes the new Spider-Man movie, which comes out next month. And it also promotes Donovan Mitchell's signature shoe. Uh, the Dawn. And uh, uh, if you haven't seen the video, there basically there's a, uh, a luggage mix-up because Donovan Mitchell has a tag on his suitcase. It looks like Spider-Man, but it says Spider Mitchell. And the bellhop takes it to Tom Holland's room, and 
he gets Donovan Mitchell's shoes. So he opens it up and sees the shoes in there. So it's a nice shot of the shoes. And then then you can hear that Donovan Mitchell got the spider suit and he's having some fun with it, shooting web. Webs everywhere. So he's a big fan. (laughs) So it was really cool that he got to be involved with it. What is that? I can only imagine what Donovan Mitchell was like when his agent said, hey, I think we're going to make this happen. You know... What does that tell you about Donovan? I mean, think about this. Like, John Stockton only featured himself in one commercial and it was about Pepsi. Um, this Donovan kid comes out here and has just taken over... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jeez, man. Utah and the marketing world. Sorry. And I just... Man, it, it's... Spe- I'm telling you... If we do lose Donovan after his six years is up for the CBA rookie contract, oh stop! We're it. done. Stop we're, we're, it. we're absolutely we're we're done for. Why do Why do Utahns have this this fatal attitude about how these relationships are going to work out with these guys? Gordon Hayward left. And he alone didn't, dude. He was well, the whitest guy. Well, yes, he, he did. did late, late in his career. Doesn't matter. He's still John left. Stockton I, didn't. That's because John Stockton didn't care. John Stockton was one of the very, very, very rare breeds in NBA basketball history. The Reggie Millers, the, I'll say Clyde Drexlers. Um, Drexler moved around a bit. No, he only, I mean, what, he went to Houston. Well, he was in Portland before that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like he, because didn't he get traded? He didn't leave on his own, did he? I thought he went as a free agent. But Utahns have this feeling like, Anytime anything good starts to happen, oh, it's going to be so bad. When he you leaves. should. Like, you no, should. let's celebrate what's going on now. Why? And Why then, should we you're gonna, fret you're gonna over what might happen? It might not happen. You go to the finals let's enjoy twice what's and you going lose on it because now. of Michael Jordan. You get Gordon Hayward and he starts building your franchise into something, and then you lose him because his wife wants to leave. Okay, but did that change the good things that were happening while they were happening? No. We'll, just, we'll just forget just, about it. Just enjoy what's going on now. I mean, look, a shoe comes out in July, I'm going to go buy it, and then when he leaves it, I'm going to go throw it away. <laughs> going to go light it on fire? No, I'll just give it away. Give it to some young kid. Hey, go be like Donovan. And when it gets hard, leave. But here's the cool thing. You, you <laughs> touched on this. Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> he, he is hitting a whole new level. Oh, my gosh. Recently. Yeah, what's this? Whole, I thought he was supposed to relax and rest. What the crap's going on? Well, he's working out with Mike Connolly already. But he's got this... You see him making uh, Adidas commercials with Spider-Man? His shoe is getting released in July. Uh, He just came out with a... uh, It just got released today in the Players' Tribune, an article that is written by him, but edited by his mom throughout the article. So that there's him talking, and then there's an italicized part of... Her talking, and it is so, so good. I love it. He talks about how his mom would drive him to, uh, to, to AAU tournaments all around New York and New Jersey. And then in just bo- in, in the summer, just before he's going to eighth grade, he and his friends were at this park um, that's called Crackers Whack Playground. And he went over there and he dunked it in front of all his friends. And they were all excited, jumping up and down. He found his mom and his sister and said, hey, guess what? I just dunked it. And his mom's like, oh, well, good for you. We're so happy for you. They're getting the car and they're driving back. And his mom says, hey, can I ask you a dumb question? 
Yeah, mom. What exactly makes it a dunk? <laughs> that she was so obsessed. She wasn't a LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball is obsessed with his kids scoring 50, getting all the cameras in front of them, and letting them know that, he, that you know, LaMelo is going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Donovan's mom, even though she took him to all those games, all those miles, he would all, she, she did it for him. Not because she, so she could get her face out in the world and be like, that's my son Donovan, I'm Mrs. Mitchell, please pay attention to us. It was never, ever, ever, ever about that. My gosh, Eric, the Jazz had a trade. The Jazz robbed Denver. They went to their house, robbed them, and then got Donovan Mitchell in a lonely workout. Donovan thought he was going to Charlotte. And then all of a sudden, what do you know, Utah gets a workout with them. Dennis Lindsay makes everybody in that gym... That very, very few sign a contract saying, I will not say a word about Donovan Mitchell to anybody. He never was here, period. And then they pick him up. I mean, it was, it's never about Donovan. It never was. And this is what the article kind of explains about it. Puts his mom's uh, thoughts into it, which is really one of the most beautiful parts about it. His mom had always, you know, she was worried about, A, she didn't think he was ever going to make it to the NBA. And she's like, I know it's a really horrible thing to say as a mom is, I don't think you're going to make it to the NBA. But you know what? You will graduate from college. You'll get your degree. And then when he had that chance to get drafted, she was terrified because she didn't want him to end up in New York, in Miami, and I think the other one was Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Because he, she wanted him, as, he, as she says, quote unquote, in a stable city. And then what do you know, Utah Jazz came and interviewed him. Um, and a story that I had heard is, is that Donovan called his mom and said, Mom, you're going to love Utah. That's what Donovan had told his mom after he got drafted. And, uh, I, I, and I don't think that, uh, well, let's just say that Donovan's mom, I think, agrees full-heartedly now. Um, just the way, I mean, for heaven's sakes, dude, they, they built a bridge or painted a, 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 a mural of him. Next to a bridge, which, by the way, you really don't hope he leaves now because I don't know what you're going to cover that with. Uh, but it, it, it's awesome. There's a story. i got to tell you this really quickly. Um, this is part of the article. I'll quote it because I don't want to tell the story um, with just paraphrasing because I wouldn't do it justice. Um, Mom, my favorite thing was going to my first game in Utah, and I just couldn't believe that so many people already had him on my son's jersey. You see that number 45, and as a mother, it's overwhelming, you know? Donovan. Everything happened so fast. The first game of the season, I'm supposed to be on the bench. But then Ronnie Hood went out with an illness right before tip-off. So all of a sudden, I'm running out into the floor. And who are we playing? OKC. Russ. I had to guard Russ. And it was so funny looking back because I had this ritual in shoot-around where I have to lock in on my opponent. I have to see you. It doesn't matter who we're playing. If I look you in the eye and I get that visual out of the way, then I'm good. So I'm looking for Russ. I can't find him. Of course, he always does that whole routine where he sits on the bench and he does his little dance routine, right? So I'm looking over to their bench, and big Steven Adams is standing there blocking the view. All of a sudden, he moves away, and I see Russ. He's dancing. He's doing his thing. Then out of nowhere, he turns his head, and I swear to you, he looked me dead in the eyes from all the way across the court. Dead in my eyes. It was like a movie. I froze. Everything kind of hit me at once, and I was like, ah, snap. That was my welcome to the league moment. I just kept telling myself, keep him in front of you. Do not let him dunk on you and yell in your face. 
Mom. The first game when Don walked out on the floor and they announced his name, all the fans were standing up and cheering, and I was just sitting in my seat with my head in my hands, sobbing. I just couldn't believe that we were really here. All those sleepless nights wondering, are we doing the right thing? We made it here. Donovan then continues, Everything that happened in my first year in Utah was kind of surreal, from the dunk contest to playing against Russell in the playoffs, playing against Harden in the playoffs, exceeding everybody's expectations for what we could do. But for me, this, this second year was a lot more meaningful because of how this city stayed behind me when I came out struggling. And then that's when his mom said, I knew we were in the right place. It wasn't the first year when everybody fell in love with Donovan. It was that second year when everybody stuck with him, even though things weren't going well. That's what that, I mean, this article, if you haven't read it, it you can find it the Players' Tribune. It is a treasure. Find um, it, read it, and fall in love with it. It will make you love Donovan Mitchell already more than you have, and then you'll lose him in, in three years, and you'll wonder why. <laughs> Stop it. It's lengthy. It is. Just be forewarned, you're going to give yourself some time. But the back and forth, the the insight from having his mom in there oh, dude, the is leash. hilarious. Oh, it's great. And, you know and what? It's, it is great because you, you get this insight of the relationship he has with his mom. How Which she is, is not a sports person. No. And how Donovan was this very energetic young boy. And just how she uh, helped him and guided him, even though she had no knowledge or interest in what was going on, but she tried to make it work. And uh, it, it, it's a beautiful thing to read, just the back and forth. I, I love how they did it that way. Um, it's lengthy, so it, it's but when you read it, it goes by fast. I'm telling you because you fall in love and you get so entrenched in it. Then you're like, oh, it's done. Can we have a part two? Donovan Mitchell is special. You and I know that, Eric. The rest of the state of Utah knows it. He's going to be something of, of a phenom. In, not only in the state of Utah, but in the NBA. And uh, as much as, I mean, we love John Stockton. We love Mark Eaton, Thurl Bailey, Carl Malone. Um... And, and what Gordon Hayward did to the state of Utah, he helped it. He helped it grow. And when he left it, it was like sticking a dagger in us and then twisting it a little bit more. Donovan Mitchell took that dagger out, removed it, and then healed the state of Utah. And my gosh, he's taken it to new heights that Utah had no idea, except for Dennis Lindsay, that this place could reach. So just quitting basketball. To go from throwing in the towel, like just... This isn't it. There's no way I'm going to make it to crying nights. Now I'm at a point where I understand who I am a little bit better. I understand the life I have. But when you look back on it, in the moments I do, it's, it's still crazy, you know, to, to even be here. That is at the end of the article, there is a video, and you can find it on YouTube, but it's a 10-minute it's a video produced by Adidas. Uh, it's titled Determination Over Negativity, the Donovan Mitchell story. Uh, definitely worth your time. Donovan Mitchell, what a treasure for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> We've, I've heard others joke about this. Uh, I heard somebody else bring it up again today. This guy could run for governor and he'd win right now. And he'd be Spencer Cox and that saves <laughs> yeah. him because Spencer Cox is about He's as popular as He's doing all the get. right things. He's saying all the right things. Hey, who do you think would win? Donovan Let's... Mitchell or Spencer Cox? <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious too because that'd be about a neck and neck race. That's uh, funny. Because the way Spencer has been able to endorse himself, but I mean, just like Donovan, everybody's kind of falling in love with him. Um, man, it's it's awesome. It's great. It's a great read. It's a great insight to his upbringing. Uh, to mistakes that he made along the way, uh, advice that he gives to young people that, to not make the same mistakes he did. And by the way, think about it. Donovan nearly quit at Louisville 
when you read the article, you're going to be stunned. Yeah. He nearly said, I'm done with basketball. Um, and now you've got one of the greatest players right now in the league in only his second year. Give me a break, Eric. Yeah. Come but, on, man. Jajay, just enjoy the moment. Okay? You got three years just, to enjoy it, people, and then he's gone. No, it'll be more He's going to L.A. to replace the confident it'll be more than that. Hope you like it. He thinks playing in a big city is overrated. He's, he's going to Boston. All right, coming up next, our full-court press he's movie He's going to play quiz. with a VAR ball in the mellow. Full-court press movie quiz. We'll see if you can guess our movie today for this week. Coming up next in the full-court press. The full-court press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. On a Wednesday, hope you're having a great day. Man, dude, we are a week We're away halfway from July. Through. Come on. We're halfway through the week, only a few days from July. Next week, you got 4th of July. you got parades, fireworks, and NBA free agency. <laughs> it's going to be wild. <laughs> We're back. It's going to be wild. I can't wait. A couple of quick things to get to before we get into our Full Court Press movie quiz. Uh, you, you remember the story... From earlier this year, uh, there's a game between the Cubs and the Houston Astros. The game was in Houston. Albert Almora Jr. hit a foul ball, went into the stands, hit a kid, rushed to the hospital. She's only two years old. Uh, today they released some details about her condition. This happened back in May, on May 29th. She suffered a skull fracture. She had a seizure. Uh, she's also had subdural bleeding, brain contusions, brain edema, and an abnormal electroencephalogram. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyway, <coughs> she's on medication to prevent further seizures. It's it's bad. Uh, there's been a few other uh, people since that incident that have been hit by foul balls. Yeah, Dodgers had one on Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, just recently. Gosh dang it, dude. So uh, ESPN commissioned a survey. And ESPN, or excuse me, Major League Baseball fans, according to this survey, 78% want the netting extended all the way to the foul poles. Mm. In the past week, the White Sox, the Nationals, and the Dodgers have all announced plans on their own. They will extend safety netting in their parks. Yeah, Yankees just announced it too. They're going to do the same thing. Nationals are going to do it over the All-Star break just this next month. Good. Man, it sucks. I hate that kind of stuff. It's like, I just feel so bad for that kid and the parents and the family. Um, oh, man, it makes me sick. That really, really, really makes me sick. Gosh darn it, man. And, you know, and baseball such a beautiful game, but you got to keep yourself safe and I mean, right, if, if, you if know that's what, what the, you got to do. The netting is the if the netting get, is there and goes up in all parks, you can still see the game. It, yeah. It's not going to prevent you from enjoying the atmosphere. Uh, you can look through it. You can look past it. It's going to be slightly different, but people that sit behind home plate and have to look through that stuff anyway. So, anyway, uh, another baseball note: College World Series. It's become an interesting one between Vanderbilt and Michigan. Man, last night was a doozy. You know, Vanderbilt needed to win a elimination game once again. Uh, they do get the win uh, over Michigan on the strength of once again that freshman 
He is, dude, I'm telling you, man, he is something else. Um, where is this thing? There it is. I have to just make sure I read my stats right so I don't get myself in trouble here. Uh, he threw, how many pitches did he throw? Sorry, on, on the fly here. Uh, rocker, there he is. 12 in the seat. So he threw six and one-thirds inning, three hits, one run. It was earned, two walks, 11 Ks. He threw... His name is Rocker? Yeah. In relation to John Rocker? Oh, man. He's a lot more calmer than that guy. <laughs> 104 pitches he threw. 69 of those were strikes, man. 69 were strikes. I mean, he just pounded that strike zone. You're looking at a Wolverines hitting uh, team that at the top of the order was phenomenal. All call drilled series wrong. They went 0 for 7 yesterday. Their top three hitters, or the top of the lineup, I should say. A combined one for 11 between uh, one through four in the lineup. One for 11. Wow. By the way, that includes two, four, six strikeouts. So of the 11 at-bats, six of them were strikeouts. Uh, Vanderbilt, they're trying to become the fourth school in the past five years to win the title after losing game one. Uh, and the game tonight is a decisive game. Tonight is at 5 o'clock on ESPN. As soon as we get off the air, yeah, you want to watch some College World Series. And this one's going to be fun ESPN for a number of reasons. Uh, Michigan still got their ace um, in play. Obviously, Vanderbilt used theirs. But all Vanderbilt needs is just one shot. I mean, look, the, the pressure was all on Vanderbilt last time because if they lose or eliminate it, it's over. Now they got rid of the pressure. Now it's back on Michigan. And and looking at the roster, they uh, man, one of the kids, I can't remember what his name is. He's easily their best base runner on the pass. Um, hurt his quad, I believe. I think, and I'm I'm pretty certain he's out for tonight. Um, and if that's the case, Michigan needs to find it from somebody else, and I don't know if they can get that help. Um, Vanderbilt's got the strength of pitching still, even if Rocker is not throwing tonight. They still got a good bullpen. Um. I'm excited. I really am excited. Uh, I, I like I like Vanderbilt. Michigan obviously could win because I feel like every time I say I like a team, they end up just blowing it. Uh, but, uh, I yeah, I do. I like Vanderbilt in this game. But, again, it's game through the College World Series tonight, 5 o'clock our time, 6 Central, and uh, Rosenblatt Stadium. All right, we only have two minutes left. Oh, man, show. we can't do our movie. So we're, I'm going to do an abbreviated version of our movie quiz. <sighs> You, you just kept rolling man, with the World you, Series stuff because that's that's fine. It's great. It's, it's you could have stopped me and said I want to do my movie. No, it's good. Can we do it for tomorrow? Because great. I want to I want to hear you act it. Now I'll, I'll I will give a short piece. This is bull crap. <laughs> okay, I'll have to abbreviate it. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come. Ray, you're broke. Ray, sell now or you'll lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. All right. I, that's my abbreviation. Much shorter than I was going to do originally. Do you know the movie? You forgot the last part. Dad, do you want to have a catch? If you build it, they will come. Nelson Mandela. Walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. Find we have reserved seats 
somewhere along one of the baselines of their set when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. Fill the dreams. Fill the dreams. Very good. Kevin Costner. Uh, James Earl Jones, who we heard just there. The other voice that I was trying to imitate was Timothy Busfield. He plays Mark. Great classic movie. Came out in 1989. That was a great movie. But how was how was my acting? It was actually, that Nelson Mandela voice was actually pretty good, dude. Nelson Mandela voice? Yeah, it's not who it is. No. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. James Earl Jones? Oh, yeah, him. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> Nelson, Nelson Mandela? Mandela. It, I really thought that was his name. No, James Earl Jones is the actor's name. James Nelson Mandela was like a president of South Africa, and he was a political prisoner. Anyway, we're really? done. We're out of time. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> you have any? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The New York Yankees set a baseball record by hitting a home run in 28 consecutive games. I understand if you don't want to throw a parade, home run records don't mean that much. Certainly not what they used to. The Twins are on a pace to shatter the single-season home run record that was set last year by the Yankees. New York's consecutive game mark topped the 2002 Rangers. That year, Alex Rodriguez and Rafael Palmeiro combined for 100 home runs for Texas. And I'm not saying this year's teams are hitting the ball deep for the same reasons. I don't know if they are, or if it's the ball or the launch angle. All I know for sure is home runs aren't captivating us the way they once did. We all used to know the records. Roger Maris hit 61 in a season. Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's mark with 715. The new numbers don't carry as much weight because, well, the way we're going, none of these records are going to last very long. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.